Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Who of you know, uh, are familiar with the tsunami that happened? There's many of them probably happened, but they're quite big waves, right? And then they build up and 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 then they become this big wave that maybe all of us can stand on each other's heads and then we won't be able to maybe reach the size of that wave. But that's exactly what I was seeing God was doing in this service as He's adding and He's adding and He's adding and He's building us up like a wave. And what has to happen when a wave is built up? Somewhere, somehow, it needs to crash. And then it needs to spill. And I was seeing as God is building us up and building us up and building us up and building us up. And as we splash, we are flooding the city. And we are flooding the nation. And we are flooding our neighbors. And we're reaching them, reaching them, not just in, 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 in distance, like in length, but in depth. As we're reaching them and reaching them and reaching them. And so I invite you to come upon, come upon the journey. Don't be a bystander in this wave. Because you could be a server, surfer. You know, you just enjoy the ride of the wave. But you're not part of the wave. You're not part of the building up. You're not going to be part of the crashing. We're going to crash you. Because we're going to be just all over you running. And moving. So I invite you to join us on this mission of where God is building us up and building us up so that one day we look back and say, Lord, we, we left a legacy for you. We left it all. We gave it all. We labored all. We were tired. We were sick. We were frustrated. But Lord, we just kept on knowing that we want to advance your kingdom. And so as I start this message of our one year celebration, I start with our vision and our mission. And our vision and our mission, on the first slide there, it says, We see a transformed society that advances the kingdom of God through discipleship in the Word, the presence, and the power of God. So we see this transformed society, meaning a a society that is completely changed. Something transforms is is going from one thing to another thing. It's not conforming. We don't conform to something. We transform. You know, it, 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 it's like a, when, you, when you take a USB and you plug it into a, a, a laptop and you click the thing format. That's what has to happen. A, a format, a, like something has to format. You have to get out what was in there and you put something new in it. And we want to see a transformed society that advances the kingdom of God through discipleship. And this morning, um, Malcolm was sharing a... The message was a bit different because they were continuing on the series and you can listen to it on the website. But he was talking on, on the Namibia we hope for. But one of his first points, he says we need to see a revival and a reformation. And a reformation is this thing where something gets put right back in its place. And that's exactly when we envision a transformed society. He's saying, Lord, the society is not what you intended. It's not according to Genesis. It's not according to the original purpose. We want to put it back in its place. And we do it through discipleship. Discipleship. Discipleship meaning disciple. The word ship comes from a, you know, like traveling, a ship. It's a journey. So a disciple means a follower. So when we follow, when we, when we say we are, this, uh, when we call about discipleship, we say we're on this journey of following Jesus. 
And so this is our vision, that we want to see it transform society. Imagine this with me. Imagine a society that is just free, and everybody is in order, and everybody is in unity, and everybody is loving one another. And how do we achieve that? Through our mission. So there's a vision. This is the ideal picture. And then the fuel in our heart, the conviction, is our mission. It says we exist to honor God. By advancing, we exist to honor God. I'm on the vision again. We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. When you're part of this family, may you never become numb to this. Never. May you never lose the zeal and the eagerness and the excitement of seeing a transformed society. And how do we do it? We do it by honoring God, establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches. Let me sum it up for you. Why? Sorry for that. We bought these balloons in Chinatown. So, nothing against Chinatown, but I knew the quality will not be as good. And so, we, so if I sum up our mission, it means what we do on a daily basis is we honor God and we advance His kingdom. So when we wake up, we honor God and we want to advance His kingdom. That's what we do every single day. And so when we have a vision, when we have a mission, we're going to go right back into this message and say, the message title, what we look back on and what we look forward to. So what do we look back on as a service, and what will we look forward to as 2020 approaches us? And it's three simple points because we want to celebrate together. So I hope you, none of you are ready to leave. Because we, we're going to try to end this service a bit earlier so we can celebrate. Let me give you a teaser. There's some donuts at the back. So don't, don't leave. Don't leave this service. And there's some chips and some peanuts and some cool drinks. So don't, don't run away. And don't take your donut and leave. You eat the donut here. Talking to someone else, okay? No donut. Where's Rana? Rana, you don't allow anybody. Where's Rana? Don't allow anybody to go out of the hall, out of the sanctuary, right? No, I'm joking, but in, we invite you to be with us. So what do we look back on and what do we look forward to when we approach 2020? So what we look back on is what I want you to measure with. You compare and you, you look at your life according to these things. And then I want you to have an excitement looking forward into 2020. So our main scripture for this evening is Matthew 22 verse 34. Matthew 2 verse 30, uh, 22 verse 34 to 40. And it reads as follows. But when the Pharisees heard that he, that he silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. I just want to read that part we're going to focus on a, a lot. It says, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor 
as you love yourself. So the first question that I pose to us saying, as we look back and look forward, did your love grow? In the last year, did your, did your love grow? And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. You can go to the next one. Did your love grow? So when you, when you look at these areas, your heart, when you look at your heart, when you look at your, 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 your soul and your mind, did it grow? Did your love grow? Your concern for God, your love to God, has it grown? Because it says in Proverbs 4, verse 23, um, from the heart this flow the springs of life. So when, and without one's will, our desires and passion and affections and perceptions and thoughts rightly aligned, the life of love is impossible. So you see, when our, when our desires and our passions and our affections and our perceptions are not aligned with God and all about God, love is not possibly to flow through us. So what you've got to be concerned about and what you've got to look back on is that my desire, my passions, if I look at my life and the passions that I had this year, was it all about God? Was it all about His honor, all about more of Him and everything about Him? Your passions and your, and, and, and your thoughts, were your thoughts aligned to God? When it says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, it's your intellect, your thinking. Are you thinking? Are you taking Scripture and you're thinking and you're pondering through it? And you're allowing it to sink in your heart and feed your soul. And that's, that's what we want to look back on. Did our love for God, it says, love the Lord your God with all. So if you look at your heart, those passions, those affections, those perceptions, your thoughts and your desires, and everything that you go through on a daily basis, were they more after God in this last year? Were they, were they more after Him than, than social media? Any other distraction that gets your emotions tingling. A good series. A good series can take our time. Tell me about it. I always fight guilt after one. <laughs> but is, is, is that, that's what I want us to look back on. When you look back on this year and ask yourself in these three areas, did my love for God grow in my heart? Is my heart more pure? Is it more about God? Is it more about Christ? Is it be, being more in the step with the Spirit? Is the fruit of the Spirit more coming out of me? Is it all about Him? Uh, were you able to say as Philippians 3 verse 8 says, I count everything a loss? Were you, be able, were you able to count things a loss? If I could give you a piece of paper right now and I said, what were the things that you counted losses? Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. What's things that we're leaving behind? What are the distractions that we're putting aside? And we're all fighting them. We're all wrestling through distractions and things that want to take our mind and away from God. And giving us all to Him. And so, when we look at the service, when we look at our lives, and when I say service... You've got to know I'm, I'm talking about individuals. I'm talking about us as people. Because sometimes when I say service, you think, yeah, it's an abstract, like it's 
it's the building. No, no, it's us as people. And so when I, when I say that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our minds, it's because I, I don't want to see you being an average Christian. I don't want to see us being Christians just tick the religion box because Namibia is saying that. I want us to be, our, be, be a bit beyond that. Not beyond that, but far beyond that. Where we say, Lord, it's all. It's all. That's the power of the Spirit. <laughs> it's all. It's all. I told you it's from Chinatown. Whenever one pops, you just remember it was born in Chinatown. So with all of us, did your love grow in these three areas? And see, so like I said, we labor on this side. And I hope through our preaching the whole year that somehow your love grew for God. I really hope that. Because we somehow would fail if, if you don't go home and you fall to your knees and say, I want more of Him. And secondly, I hope you were in a connect group, in our small group, discipleship group. Because that's another primarily place where we grow. But then I also hope you grew in your private capacity. Because see, many times when we look back, we have this expectation, and I put the three things there deliberately because we have a great expectation on this first one, which is the preaching. And somehow the service must feed me everything and give me everything and become everything and minister to me and fulfill me and do all these things. But there's other areas where we also need to be disciplined and also be committed to because it's environments we create for you to grow. And so I want you to reflect in your heart. If you look at your heart and you look at your soul and you look at your mind, is it more in love with Jesus than it was if we, let, if we take this year than the 1st of December last year? Was it more in love with Him? Are you growing more? And are you looking towards 2020 saying, God, with all, I want more. I want more. I want to, I want to write down things I counted as a loss. It says, these things were losses to me. Yet I enjoyed them. Yet they took my time. But they are losses compared to knowing you. Compared to loving you. Compared to being all about you. And you obviously know that the same way Jesus gave His all. Man, He gave His everything when He died on the cross. It wasn't partially. I promise you that. It was all. And God expects us to give us his, our all. So that's exactly what I want you to reflect on. Either now or not now, because I'm going to the second point, so you're going to give me this track. So right, I want you to reflect on those three areas. Was your heart, your soul, and your mind, is it becoming more about him? Love. Love is far beyond a feeling. Love is a commitment. It's a feeling. There is affections, and all of those things play a role. But you have probably experienced those moments where you felt nothing and you had a choice. You're going to be with him or you're going to climb into bed and just let the night pass. Because we all fight those moments. But that's where we, we push in and say, God, with all of me, whether I like it, whether not, I want you because you're far beyond everything. You're a treasure that it's worth selling everything I have and just having you alone. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow in our love for Him. This is the greatest commandment. There's nothing you should be more concerned with your whole life. 
And I say it confidently, whether you're gifting, whether you're calling, be more concerned that all of you are about all of Him. All of you. Never elevate anything above being all about Him, your love, your commitment to Him. Be all about that. And then the rest just literally falls in its place. It comes along as it goes. Be all about Him, all about your heart. And our heart, it says, it's deceitful above all. So make sure what you're putting in your heart and search your heart. It says, search my heart, O Lord, when I lie in the bed. So look at your heart and look at your soul and look at your mind and count things as a lost. Secondly, are we transforming society? So next year, the 1st of December, if we had to do the celebration again on this year, on this day, we're going to have to look back and say, did we transform society? Did we leave an impact in our neighborhoods, in our city, and in the nation? Are we, are we impacting society? Are we transforming? Are we bringing something new to society? And this is where I spoke about the wave and you joining in. But seeing a transformed society. Because it says this. It says, and the second is like it. The same way you should be concerned about your heart, your soul, and your mind is the same way you should be concerned about your neighbor's heart, soul, and mind. It's the same way. This is what the Scripture is saying. The same way you want to be all about Him, your mind, your soul, and your might, and your mind, and your strength, and what all can be about Him. He says, in the same way you should... This is, this is what self-love is. Self-love is, Lord... I'm concerned that my heart is not in with all about you. Help me to be more about you. And that same concern moves into society where we say, Lord, I'm concerned that this person working with me, her passions or his passions, his desires, his affections, his heart, his mind is not aligned with you. And so we look at society. When we look back at the end of, of, of next year, we want to say, have we been concerned about those? Who are not loving God with all their hearts, all their souls, and all their minds. And what did we do about it? And that's what we say when we look at a transformed society. So how do we to do this transformed society? Firstly, we do it to remaking disciples. So it means making disciples is at the core of our mission. Our mission is to help people love God with all their hearts, soul, and mind. This is our passion. Growing them to maturity is our priority and honoring God is our reason. Growing people to maturity is our priority. It's at the first of our list. The reason we do it is because we want to honor God. It's part of our mission and it's part of getting a transformed society. So first we do is we make disciples. And we have this campaign, if you looked on the calendar that you get you, one of the O's or the zeros was said, just one. And asking the question, who is your just one? Who's the just one person that you would like to reach in 2020? So that when we look back, the seat that was empty next to you this year, or in another area of this place, or the seats we can still pack out, we said, here they sit. And our priority was the maturity in Christ. And so we look back on this every year. We look back on it this year and say that we transform this society. And secondly, what we do by, by transforming societies, we're raising leaders. It means 
The world needs strong leaders, secure, well-defined, with lasting character. We have the responsibility and the privilege to do that. No one else has. You will establish the kingdom wherever you go. You see, so our responsibility is to raise up strong leaders, secure leaders, not insecure leaders, because they'll make a blunder. Secure leaders, well-defined, they know who they are, and they have good character in them. And you know what? God gives us the privilege to do that and raise people up. So how do we know 2019 was a success? Were we concerned about making disciples? We were concerned about raising leaders. Were you concerned about making disciples? Were you concerned about raising a leader? And then thirdly, we plant churches. I want you to remember these words. If anybody asks you, or you wonder what our strategy is as a church, you can remember these things. We make disciples, we raise leaders, and we plant churches. What do we do? We make disciples, we raise leaders, and we plant churches. So our strategy is to plant churches that will become stronger, larger, and more influential. We, we sh- this service should become stronger, larger, and more influential, and it should reproduce itself. It's the aim of it. So our aim is to see that we become larger, we become stronger here, we become more influential out there, and then somehow we just reproduce itself. They call it planting churches pregnant. That's what they call it in the, in the church planting terminology. They say you should plant pregnant. Meaning when you plant, you're already thinking of another plant. So you plant pregnant. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you plant. So thinking. So we're, we're not thinking. So when we, when we say, when we look at this service, we say we're, we're, we're thinking. They say we're thinking global. We act local. Meaning there must be a concern among us of those who are not with us. There must be. There must be a concern among us of those in other places, other nations, other towns, other suburbs of Ventuk that are not able to experience this. There must be a concern in us. Therefore, we want to plant churches. And I hope the Lord is working in your hearts because we will surely plant churches as a movement. And God may use some of you sitting here with us to go. And some of you to stay. And that's okay. And God is going to work in us as we go. So when we look back, we're going to say that we make disciples. That we raise leaders. That we plant churches. And when we look forward, we say, Lord, this year 2020, we want to make disciples. We want to see leaders raised. And we want to see churches plant. And that's what we look back on. That's what we're going to look forward to. And then lastly, before we celebrate, is um, are we growing as a family? Now I want to give you a bit of a picture of my personal family. It says, um, yeah, and the second is alike. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So your neighbor could be the neighbor that works next to you and the person who sits next to you. So both can be your neighbor. Neighbor just means someone close to you. So are we growing in family? So I want to share with you my, my family background. Now, I can guarantee you, none of you come from a family as perfect as mine. Guaranteed. Let me show you why. In my family, 
I've never ever seen my parents fight. Never. They've never disagreed. They've never argued. They have never disappointed one another. Never. I've never seen it. I've never witnessed it. I've never seen them out of step with one another. I've never seen my sister and I argue. I've never seen us out step with one another. I've never seen us fight. I've never seen us disagree. When I tell her advice, she takes it. When she tells me advice, she t- I take it. Never. Never in my life. In my, my years of living, I've never, ever witnessed it. And it came all from the top. Like I've never seen my grandparents argue. And I've never seen them argue with my parents. And I've never seen my parents argue or fight with my sister. And this is the family picture. Imagine this. This is what I come from. And this is what I hope to see. Who of you believe me? None of you. But you know, sometimes we expect that from this family. Somehow we cannot offend each other. Somehow we cannot upset each other. Somehow we cannot disagree. Somehow we cannot offend each other. Somehow we cannot make each other angry. Somehow we, we want to do this. And so what we would look back on as a family, as an as a evening service family, is I hope that you could look back and say, I experienced covenant family. A family committed to one another no matter what. Whether life was up, whether life was down, whether I irritated you today or I didn't like you yesterday or you were late and I told you you were late and you didn't like it, I hope you're staying committed because it's covenant. I hope you can experience the blessing of being part of this family. That there's a joy of us coming together and we want to look back on upon that. And I hope you can experience the love of this family. That we care for one another. That we are concerned about one another. And when you see someone don't come to church or no, no longer come to connect group, that you check upon them. Why are they not coming? Why are they not around? I hope you can experience the compassion of family. You know how many times have we weep together here in front? And just people coming with prayer requests and we weep together. And we fight the battles together. And I hope you can experience the unity of family. That we unite around the same vision and the same mission to see this nation, this city transformed. Our families transformed. And I hope you can experience the conflict of this family. I hope you can work through it with us. I hope you can take it when someone corrects you. Because let me tell you a secret. It's going to happen next year. (laughs) Someone's going to correct you. You're not going to like it. Someone's going to be concerned. You know why they correct you? Because they're concerned about your growth. Why does someone hold you accountable to being on time? Because they're concerned about your growth. Because they clearly see you're a bit struggling and operating in in managing your own time. So let me help you. Be on time. And then then next year when you bring a friend to to with, when you bring a friend with, bring him once. He's a visitor. Bring him twice. Put him at the door. Let him greet people. At the third time, his family is connected. Make sure he's in a connect group. You're discipling them, and they're part of your family. They're part of this family. They're serving. And I said here lastly, would you experience the correction of family? But I mentioned that already. And this is what we want to look back on every year. Were we committed to one another? Did we love one another unconditionally? And then I think John, somewhere, one John speaks about this, that they will see that you're my disciples by the way that you love one another. 
You know, if, if we had to put people, strange people who don't know none of us right there, or people who visit us, first-time visitors, be honest with those around you. Could you see that we love Jesus by the way we love one another? Could you see that we're from Him? We're not from Him. There's something different about us by the way we love Him. And I want you to experience the covenant, which is very important for me. It's because somehow when your boss makes you angry, you don't leave your job. But somehow you leave church. Somehow you leave church when someone makes you upset. And that's okay. We're going to help you through it. Don't worry. We all have those moments. We all have those areas. The only thing that God calling us to when it comes to family, here's the secret to working through it. Make sure that your heart stays soft. And I use it in the context of marriage where Jesus, marriage where Jesus was talking, saying, why did, I think it was Abraham or Moses, why did they give us a, a, a paper for divorce? And he says it's because the hardness of your hearts. You know what hardness of heart means? Self-centeredness. It became all about you. What you want and how you want it and what's comfortable with you and how you like it and this and that. And it's, it's the biggest thing you'll face. So it's not a marriage thing, but it's the biggest thing you'll face in marriage. It's the biggest thing you could face in family. It's that you wanted it to be about you. And sorry, it's about Him. Okay? And so, those are the three things that I want us to look back on is that you grow in your love for God with all of you, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Are you part of transforming the society? If you're not, it's okay. But climb on board. Get on the wave. And next year we'll equip and teach you more. If you don't know what it means to make a disciple, we're going to help you. We'll never leave you unequipped. It's our responsibility to make sure you're competent and able to do what we have called, what God has called us to do as a movement. So I, are you making disciples and are we raising leaders and churches we're still dreaming? So I hope we can cast a vision to where we'll plant a church. But you can go on missions with us. And then lastly, are we growing in family? Are we growing in family? And family serves together. If my wife is sick at home, there's grace, but there's certain things that has to be fulfilled. In a gracious way, but she still feels responsibility. If I, if I don't tell her to sit down, her natural incline will be to serve the house. And that should be our same response. That should be our same responsibility when you step into this third service, that your inclination is, where can I serve? Where can I put a chair right? Where can I clean something up? Where can I pour a juice? Where can I greet someone? Where can I talk to someone I don't know or someone who's new? And so God calls us into family. So these are the three areas that we look back on. Next year we look forward to. And I hope we can expand on these three next year. But every year when you go to 2021, that your love for God grow fundamental. Above everything, your character, your inner room, where no one sees you. No one. No one knows what you're doing. No one knows how long you're praying. No one knows what you're seeing. No one knows. This is the thing. No one knows how you speak to people in the inner room. No one knows how you speak to your family. 
where we don't see them. Those are the places it matters. Are we loving God there? Are we honoring God there? Is the fruit of the Spirit evident there? Peace, patience, kindness, self-control, mercy, compassion. I don't think those two are there, but... And then are we growing as a family? And as much as we're going to go into a celebration now so the worship band can come back up and join me here on the stage, I want you to reflect on these three areas. Because we're going to worship, we're going to celebrate now so your mind will be, go astray. But when you're home tonight, may you reflect on these three things. May you reflect on these three things this evening when you're at home. So let's, let's stand as I pray for us. Let's stand as I pray for us. So let's just close our eyes. Lord, we, we thank you, Jesus. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness over this year, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you have sustained us, God. Father, you have called us to move forward and no steps backwards. God, I thank you, God, that we are growing in our love for you with all our hearts, all our soul, and all our mind. God, I pray that we climb on the wave, God, the movement, the momentum, Lord, of seeing a transformed society where we make disciples, we raise leaders, and we plant churches. God, I pray that we grow as a family, God, and give us as we even search Scripture, God, and as we even preach, God, give us a clear and sound understanding of what it means to be a spiritual family. God, it, it's not a movie. We don't come and watch to be entertained here, Lord. We come together to worship the King of Kings. And we come together to function properly as a body in love. And so, Lord, I thank you for every person standing here, Lord. And Father, I thank you for freedom, Lord. Freedom in areas, God, where they're limited, Lord. God, that you expand our capacity as we move to 2020, Lord. God, that you set people free from anything that holds them bondage in the name of Jesus, that they will serve you freely going into next year, God, with joyfulness, Lord. Father, I pray that you bring healing upon every single person here, Lord, that is struggling, God. God, and I pray that our hearts will be more about you than it has ever been before in a world that has been more distracted than ever been before, Lord. We are not moved by distractions. We are not moved by the current trends. We are moved by your love, O oh Jesus. So Lord, we will grow as a family. We'll transform the society. And we'll love you more and more every day. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And so Pastor Chris is going to close with us with the last prophetic word for this evening's service and then he'll take us into the celebration song and then you can enjoy the donuts at the back awesome can we give the Lord a praise <laughs> hallelujah yes Lord you know I, I'm just so excited this year so many people were touched by the presence of God and um, 
I see faces here, just testimonies all over the room. Hallelujah, water flowing here. And um, tonight when I was at home on my way here this afternoon, the Lord was speaking to me about Olivia. 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 So I thought, is, is there somebody here? Olivia. Was she in the second service? Is there somebody here called Olivia? So, usually the, the prophetic is very dynamic, yeah? When God is speaking, there's levels, right? But then, as I was coming here, the Lord was speaking to me about the service and said, no, yes, there might be somebody called Olivia, but I'm talking about the service. And I thought, okay, what does Olivia mean? So I went on my Wikipedia and I searched meaning of the name Olivia. Olivia means the olive tree. The olive tree. And when the high priest is preparing the anointing oil, they take olives and they press it. And oil begins to flow. And that's the oil that God uses to anoint kings and priests and begin to set people on course for their destinies. And I really felt like God was saying, Olivia, over you. I sing it over you. You are planted by the streams of water. In the midst of the drought, you will flourish. You will bear your fruit. <laughs> and the nations will eat from you. Hear the voice of the saints going high and high. Olivia, you're my daughter. I'm raising you up for the nations. Nations will come to your light and they will see the glory of the Lord covered the world as the waters over the sea and I really believe that God is just speaking over each one of you <laughs> he's anointing the word of God says it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that breaks the yoke and sets the captive free we've been here many nights and people getting set free from demonic oppressions people getting set free from injuries in their hearts even last week we had two people coming and saying, I want to give my life to Christ and that is just a, a snippet of what God is going to continue doing. So right there where you are, just put your hand on your heart. And say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to me. I want to know you in truth. I've heard all about you. I want to know you myself start with me today let the anointing of your Holy Spirit begin to flow in my life tonight let everything that is not right be restored tonight you are the giver of life let your oil flow in my life in the mighty name of Jesus amen Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.